You see, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Just us. And the cameras. And those wonderful people out there in the dark. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. B8654 Moscow. Yes, sir. You would never have found him through his office, Mr. President. Our Premier is a man of the people, but he is also a man, if you follow my meaning. <laughs> what did you say? I said Premier Kissov is a degenerate atheist. Mr. Mr. President, I formally request that you have his ignorant proof. I'm sorry, Mr. President. I think they're trying the number. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. If you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake, and I have a straw, there it is. That's a straw, you see. Watch it. My straw reaches across the room. And starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. This dirty laundry. The bus makes you do his laundry? When he wants it clean. Sounds like a shit job. Funny, I was thinking the same thing. Open it. Afraid I can't do that. I didn't hear you? Yes, you did. What's going on? Slavy got a vigilante in our midst. Shoot him in the face. I hate to shatter your ego, but this ain't the first time I've had a gun pointed at me. You don't take your fucking end off that case, it'll be your last. Stop causing problems! You'll get us all killed. Give them what you got and get them out of here. Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. Be cool, honey bunny. Be cool. No problem. I got it under control. Now, I'm gonna count to three. If you don't open that case, I'm gonna unload it in your fucking face. We clear? Okay, Ringo, you win. It's yours. Yeah. 
Opening. What is it? What is it? Is that what I think it is? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. God damn it, what is it? <laughs> Three little Fonzies here. And what's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correct the mundo. And that's what we're gonna be. Good evening. And welcome to the Dr. Zeus film podcast. That is Pulp Fiction. 1994. Quentin Tarantino. Dialogue. The directorial, I would his debut was Reservoir Dogs, but Pulp Fiction really put him on the map. Nineteen ninety four, the year that independent cinema really broke through in a major, major way. Clerks, Pulp Fiction, just to name a few. I'm talking about Pulp Fiction because my former professor. And boss, Dr. Stanislav Parkner, who is from the Czech Republic. As I got to know him, he loved film and later let me write for the college newsletter on films and on the Academy Awards. And we would discuss Tarantino. And he said something very intriguing to me about Tarantino. I thought, okay, you like Quentin Tarantino? And he says, yes. Because at that point, nobody was talking like that. And so that's why I played that dialogue where Samuel L. Jackson's character says, he's trying to get Yolanda to calm down. He says, what is the Fonz? He's cool. Correcto mundo. Language, dialogue, action sequence that's what it's about in a Tarantino film and today about two years ago Dr. Perkner died and so when I eulogized him at a memorial me and a few other students former students I discussed the Tarantino films that he loved and I remember I'd lent him Inglorious Bastards and he loved the film but as a historian, because he was a historian, he said something very interesting to me. Because it is a form of entertainment. It's not real. And Tarantino also did that with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in terms of Sharon Tate. So in an Inglorious Bastards, I remember he said to me, It was good, but I must tell you, as historian, Joseph Goebbels and Adolf Hitler would not travel together outside of Germany, which was true. Very true. And Glorious Bastards was an epic. As was The Hateful Eight. And what's funny is Tim Roth, Samuel Jackson are both in 
The Hateful Eight. That's the power of Tarantino. The dialogue. The language. The usage of motherfucker. So whenever you see Samuel L. Jackson like in an Avengers movie, all the while you're thinking, can he just say it? I mean, you know, he could say to, you know, Iron Man, hey, Tony Stark, you try to be some bad motherfucker. But he can't because it's a comic book film. Unless there's an uncut version of the Avengers floating around somewhere where even Captain America is like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. In, in a fantasy world, we can only hope for that. In the universe of Tarantino, you get whatever you want. And that is so essential in that Pulp Fiction scene. Because he opens the briefcase. To this day, nobody knows what's in the briefcase. Nobody. That's the mystery and intrigue of Tarantino. It's brought you this far. Tim Roth's character looks inside that briefcase. And is mystified. And, And he won't tell her what he sees. And then Samuel Jackson, Jules, basically seizes that moment. He seizes the day and says, hey, we're all going to be real chummy right now. We're going to work this shit out. And that's what he does. And I can remember the first time I saw Pulp Fiction in 1994 on a hot box. It was the 90s. Okay. I've often said that need the hyper hyperdermic needle. That scene is for me that's probably one of the most disturbing scenes in film. Yeah, we could put jaws in there, you know, taking a bite out of everything. But Tarantino really he he takes you there, he slaps you around. And he gives you these great moments. And if I can jump over to Inglorious Bastards, that scene. And there are many scenes. There's the Bear Jew, there's Shoshana, Hans Landa, the Revenge of the Giant Face, which I won't play for you because that I think would spoil the movie. And then there is that scene where they're all sitting at the table. You know what scene I'm talking about. Dr. Perkner and I talked about that. And there you have, I mean, he he was a year year or two away from becoming a, a major star. And that's Michael Fassbender. So... You, you've got this array of actors sitting around the table. Those are always the good scenes. I've talked about that. Like in The Color Purple, you have Oprah and you have Whoopi, Danny Glover, Radon Chong, Adolf, um, mind you, all sitting around the table conversing. Here we go.
auf ein tausendjähriges deutsches Reich. Ein tausendjähriges Reich! Ich habe genug von dem Affentheater. Haben Sie das gehört? Das ist das Geräusch meiner Walter, die direkt auf ihre Hoden gerichtet ist. Ja, warum richten Sie Ihre Walter auf meine Hoden? Weil Sie sich eben verraten haben. Hauptsturmführer. Sie sind so deutsch wie dieser Scotch. Ich wollte sagen, dann sind wir zu zweit. Ich habe eine Pistole auf Ihre Eier gerichtet, seit Sie hier sitzen. Und ab jetzt sind wir zu dritt. Und auf die Entfernung bin ich ein richtiger Frederik Zoller. <lacht> Scheint mir ein bisschen heikel zu sein, unsere Lage. Was jetzt passieren wird, Sturm, Bann, Führer. Sie werden aufstehen und mit uns durch diese Tür hinausgehen. Nein, 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 das glaube ich nicht. Ich glaube, Sie und ich, wir beide wissen, Hauptsturmführer, dass egal, was mit den anderen Leuten hier in diesem Raum passiert, wir zwei nirgendwo hingehen. Das ist wirklich schade um Oberfeldwebel Wilhelm und seine berühmten Freunde. Falls einer von euch vorhat, am Leben zu bleiben, werdet ihr sie auch erschießen müssen. Sieht so aus, als ob Klein Max als Weise aufwächst. Wie traurig. Well, if this is it, old boy, I hope you don't mind if I go out speaking to Kings. By all means, Captain. There's a special rung in hell reserved for people who waste good scotch. Seeing as I may be rapping on the door momentarily. I must say, damn good stuff, sir. Now, about this pickle we find ourselves in. Ha! That is masterful masterful scene from inglorious bastards i'm at a loss for words because my professor and mentor really enjoyed not just the dialogue, the action, but the whole presentation that you got with the Quentin Tarantino film.
And in that, Tarantino also found an actor of very substantial qualities who played not only Hans Landa, but Dr. King Schultz, and that's Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is, first of all, he's the goose with the golden egg because he is the only actor from a Tarantino film to win an Academy Award. The only one, and he's won twice. Here we go. system of the United States of America, I shan't be shot down in the street by either you or your deputies before I've had my day in court. You mean like you did our sheriff? Shot him down like a dog in the street? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Do I have your word as a lawman not to shoot me down like a dog in the street? Well... Much as we'd all enjoy seeing something like that, ain't nobody gonna cheat the hangman in my town. Fair enough, Marshal. Here we come. They're a little tense out there, so don't make any quick movements and let me do the talking. Come in. You unarmed? Yes, indeed, we are. Marshal Tatum, may I address you and your deputies and apparently the entire town of Daughtry as to the incident that just occurred? Go on. Thank you. 
My name is Dr. King Schultz. Like yourself, Marshal, I'm a servant of the court. The man lying dead in the dirt, who the good people of Daughtry saw fit to elect as their sheriff, who went by the name of Bill Sharp, is actually a wanted outlaw by the name of Willard Peck, with a price on his head of $200. Now, that's $200 dead or alive. The hell you say? I'm aware this is probably disconcerting news. But I'm willing to wager this man was elected sheriff sometime in the past two years. I know this because three years ago, he was rustling cattle from the B.C. Corrigan Cattle Company of Lubbock, Texas. Now, this is a warrant made out by Circuit Court Judge Henry Allen Laudermilk of Austin, Texas. You're encouraged to wire him. He'll back up who I am and who your dear departed sheriff was. In other words, Marshal, you owe me $200. He owes him $200. And so in that, we end tonight's program of the Dr. Zeus film podcast, Tarantino and the Dialogue. Not just the action, which goes on the side of the page. The dialogue is in the middle, if you've ever written a script. And so that is my tribute to my professor and mentor, Dr. Stanislav Bergner, who is probably hovering above the earth. And so... That is the Dr. Zeus film podcast for tonight. As I pay homage to Dr. Stanislav Perkner, I was cut off earlier when I was recording. So, as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>